Welcome back to Fireside Yankees with your boy Alex. Today we're discussing Spencer Jones. So if you haven't read the article from ESPN, Kyle McDaniel dropped his top 100 prospect list. And ultimately, the Yankees have a couple names on there. Spencer Jones being one of them. I think he was in the 50s. Jason Dominguez being a little bit better. Um, Personally, you guys know my take on it. Jason Dominguez, I think, is probably rated higher. Some different lists have Spencer Jones rated higher based on his potential. But look, only one of them I've hit a home run off of Justin Verlander, a future Hall of Famer, um, you know, one of the best pitchers in our generation. And it's Jason Dominguez. And obviously, we saw him hit, what, four homers in eight games, like set a rookie record for the Yankees um, over such a small sample size. I think that right now it's pretty easy to say that the 20-year-old outfield switch hitter that's already done a couple of impressive things in the MLB is the better prospect. But let's not discount the fact that Spencer Jones could surpass him. He has the tools to be phenomenal. We're not, we're not just talking about an average level player here. There's a couple tweaks that he can make to his game. McDaniel hits on him. I'm going to talk about in a minute. That really could take him into the upper echelon of prospects for the Yankees. And personally, if look, Verdugo, Trent Grisham, Soto, the acquisition of those two players this offseason has reinforced the outfield significantly. But keep something in mind. Both of those guys, the top guns there, Verdugo and Soto, are obviously in the final year of arbitration. So there's a world where the Yankees lose both of those guys to free agency next year. Of course, we'd love to keep Soto. I don't know how we're going to keep Verdugo, especially with some of these prospects ready to take that jump. But look, if we get Soda back, or even if we lose both of them, we have two insurance policies. Obviously, you're not going to get that same level of production, but you have the upside there in Spencer Jones and, and Jason Dominguez. Um, I hope we extend Soto. I think we have the financial capability. I think they want to. He'll be 26 years old, Hall of Fame level bat in his prime. Those are the type of guys the Yankees traditionally have extended in the past, um, and he's super young, so it makes sense to kind of reset that age gap uh, for the Yankees, and they've been older in the past. Now they're kind of going the younger direction, which we love. Um, but looking at Spencer Jones specifically. This is an exciting player. Obviously, last year had some issues. You know, he started his year in um, in High Hudson Valley, transitioned to Somerset, kind of had similar problems in both uh, kind of stages of minor league baseball. We talked to him last year before the minor league season. He told us he's just trying to be himself. People underrate his speed. And guys, he stole 43 bases last year. That's no, that's no, uh, you know, that's not easy to do. 43 bases. He, keep on, he's six foot six. He is like Aaron Judge stature, but he's an even better athlete. He could play multiple defensive alignments in the outfield. Could play center, left, right, wherever you want to put him. I think the Yankees may actually consider him their future center fielder. Um, and Jason Dominguez could play left, theoretically speaking. We can, we'll see how that kind of progresses. Uh, but looking at Spencer Jones, 22 years old, as I mentioned, freak athlete at six foot six, generational power. Um, he has consistent average batted ball uh, exit velocities over 113 miles per hour. Now, here's where we dive into some of the weaknesses. He played 100 games uh, for High Hudson Valley last year. He hit 268 with a 337 OBP and four. 50 slugging rate with 13 homers and 56 RBIs. Now, you'd hope over 100 games that Spencer Jones with, as I mentioned, generational power would be able to hit a little bit more uh, long balls, hit them, hit more home runs. Now, the problem was he made great contact when he actually made contact. The problem was he wasn't making that much contact at times. And when he did make it, um, you saw the ball fly off the bat. Now, there's a couple things that I think he has to tweak. I'm going to read you the quote directly from Kylie McDaniel describing exactly what he needs to improve on. So McDaniel says, Jones is deceptively quick for his size as a solid average runner who stole 43 bases in 2023. But the calling card here is his plus-plus raw power. As I said before, generational power there. He hit only 16 homers last season, 
which might be below expectations for some. But his exit velos were plus plus 113 miles per hour max, so he's not just lifting the ball quite enough when he's hitting it hard. If he can hit, uh, can lift uh, his hard hit rate and launch angle from 7 degrees to around 15 degrees without losing too much contact, then he'll become a star slugger. That's certainly doable, but not quite as easy as you might think. So, you know, looking at the raw statistics, you can tell. Batting average around 260, a little bit above that. Okay, it could, it could stand to improve at the minor league level for sure. His OBP around 33%, that's got to go up, and his home runs got to go up. Now, the, the tweak here is if he can maintain his contact but actually improve his flight, his bat path, his swing path, with more of that launch angle. You're talking about a double, a, a 100% increase, more than 100% increase in his launch angle from 7 to 15 degrees. So theoretically speaking, more fly balls with his level of power, generational, you know, uh, just ridiculous raw power should be able to hit more home runs, more fly balls should equal more home runs, but also could equal more pop outs. So here's what I'll say about that. There's a couple different variables to consider here. When it comes to popping out, it's better than double plays, right? You look at Juan Soto, he gets into a lot of double plays because he's a he's kind of a ground ball machine. Uh, but when he gets the ball up, it's usually a line drive. You know, Stanton hits a lot of ground balls too. Um, they have that kind of level swing path, but the power is so insane that the ball just kind of flies off the bat. The, that's kind of the problem I have um, with Spencer Jones to a degree that I think he has that elite generational power, but he gets the ball on the ground so much um, that it does limit his upside. More fly balls aren't a bad thing if it's going to result in more home runs. If he can hit 25 plus homers, you know, and that, and of course his fly ball ratio goes up, you know, has a couple more pop outs. I'm willing to sacrifice that for weaker contact on the ground that could result in double plays and or just outs in general. So um, launch angle increases, more extra base hits into the gaps, more home runs, but more fly balls. It does come with that one con. I do think that's probably what Spencer Jones is going to be working on moving forward here. Um, I do think that the upside here is substantial. This is not an ordinary level player, guys. There's a reason, in my opinion, that general manager Brian Cashman has kept these guys on lock for the foreseeable for, for the last couple of years, right? Jason Dominguez has been off the table. Same with Anthony Volpe. They have refused. I know they talked about uh, Jason Dominguez with Luis Castillo was in a potential deal, but Spencer Jones, in addition to that, he could have been tossed into a, a several different deals, you know, whether it be for Frankie Montas last year, whether it be or for two years ago, whether it be, of course, um, you know, for a player like, I don't know, like Juan Soto and Trent Grisham. If they wanted to float one of their top prospects, Spencer Jones certainly fits the bill, mainly because I think Jason Dominguez probably gets the start first before uh, Spencer Jones does in the MLB. Of course, we've seen Dominguez already hit in the Major League Baseball. Um, Jones has not. I think we're seeing more of a 2025 realistic elevation for Jones. Get him a little bit more time to you know, kind of assimilate and, and and get used to double A. He's got to take some steps forward, the launch angle, better contact more frequently, lower the strikeout rate. The strikeout rate's having around 28 to 30%. That's unsustainable for the Yankees because we already have so many sluggers like that. Um, I think that we need that strikeout rate to... to I'd say about 24% is where I'm, is my sweet spot where I'm kind of looking. 24% for Spencer Jones. If he can get around there, still kind of high. Um, I think we're going to see his home runs go up. We're going to see his, you know, those power metrics actually turn into tangible results. But one thing I really like about the guy is that he has a ridiculous work ethic. A lot of these youngsters, you know, we talked to Will Warren the other day, and he said, like, guys like Austin Wells, leaders, and... You hear, you hear Will Warren. These guys are used to winning baseball games in the minor league level. When he was with Double A, they won. You know the championships. They they just 
felt like they were playing as a team. They felt like they were all friends. Um, I would love for Spencer Jones to kind of get that uh, nature in that in the minor league uh, system right now. You know, get a taste of that winning. Get a taste of being a, a pinnacle piece to that um, equation, like the linchpin in the batting order, and obviously expanding his value as an outfielder. I'm just curious to see what the Yankees do, honestly, when it comes to balancing Dominguez and Jones at the major league level, because the Yankees only have so many outfield spots, right? If they keep Soto, you still got Stanton, you still got Trent Grisham, you still got Judge, um, you know, now you have Spencer Jones and Jason Dominguez. How does Stanton play into this, right? Because Judge, theoretically, like in a perfect world, you have him playing right field and then Soto is, D- is DHing. You have Dominguez in left and maybe Spencer Jones in center. You could swap those two if you wanted to. Um, and then Stanton, you know, obviously is not in this equation. Uh, Soto is a massive defensive liability. Obviously, you know, if he feels more comfortable playing defensively, it gives him more edge to his game, keeps him on, on his toes. Maybe that helps his offense. I don't really know. Stanton's like, I need to be playing defense to actually maximize my offense. Don't really get that. But, you know, for him, he just hasn't been good for two years now. I don't think it has anything to do with his defense, but everything to do with him just not being good right now. The bat speed has slowed. Obviously, he wasn't seeing the ball very well. The injuries have derailed his consistency um, and made it really difficult for him to string together, you know, a month of really good performances. But, you know, there is hope that he can bounce back. I think a lot of the pressure will be off of Giancarlo Stanton because of the additions of Soto and Verdugo. Soto and Judge are really this offense. Everyone's like, Soto, Judge, those are the guys. Stanton, you don't have any weight on your shoulders anymore. No one's expecting anything of you. We're just expecting you to carry your weight um, and not be a liability. So that's kind of where I stand on that kind of matter. But... Jones, guys, we'll keep you guys updated on that front for the next couple months here. He is a really great prospect, has ridiculous athleticism. If he tweaks that launch angle, if he can just fix a couple of minor things, minor details in his game, he's going to turn into a star. Um, Is it going to translate at the MLB level? That power translates. His athleticism translates. We saw what Anthony Volpe did on the base pass last year. Spencer Jones can do that too, and he's even bigger. He's a huge dude. So, um, there's a lot of upside there, a lot of excitement. A lot of them are already down in Tampa working. I know Will Warren's there with a couple of those guys. I know Spencer Jones has been working diligently this offseason as well. Um, so I'm excited to see how that progresses. But we got you guys covered on the minor league news. Also, new podcast coming out. We're going to be starting a Baby Bombers podcast. So it'll have its own separate channel, separate stuff on social media. And it'll be ready for you guys in a couple of days here. Ryan and I will be spearheading those efforts to actually support um, more information on the minor league prospects. You can have your kind of all-inclusive channel you can go to just to learn about guys like Spencer Jones, Chase Hampton's development, etc. There's so many really great talents. And despite the fact the Yankees have traded a lot of uh, guys away over the last couple um, weeks here to get Soto, get Verdugo, the Yankees still have a top 10 minor league system among many listings, among many analysts, still have a top 10 minor league system in baseball. So that should tell you how much talent we really have. We want to make sure you guys are certainly aware of their value. So always happy to provide you guys with more information. As always, appreciate you. Make sure to comment down below in the YouTube comment section. Make sure to like and subscribe as always. And we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Yankees episode.